Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for October 4th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, we have one new video up on the blog, and it is Io Shirai versus Mia Yim from Wednesday's, this week's episode of NXT. And so, um, what the, it, it, on Wednesday, it airs live only on the USA Network in the U.S., and then it's on the network 24 hours later. Okay, and the one big difference between the um, live broadcast and any repeats is it doesn't include the split screen on the commercial breaks. So the video that you're going to see here is missing the split screen. So that's the that's the only thing. I I'm, said what I said before. I think it's awfully stupid to not show it live on the network to international customers. It's very simple to geo-block. And uh, Rogers Sportsnet, in their wisdom, has decided to um, show NXT in a one-hour, like a edited version on Friday uh, just before SmackDown. Okay? I guess they live in a vacuum. Okay, or something like that. But the other problem that they have is they have NHL uh, commitments during the rest of the week, and it would probably get um, it would probably get um, preempted uh, if it wasn't if uh, uh, they tried to air it on air it live. So it's just one of those things they can't really win on this deal. Okay, okay. So the first thing you will so both uh, EO and Mia want to get back into the NXT Women's Championship picture. And the first thing you will notice is refinements to EO's entrance and also new ring gear. And what they may be telling her is she's not crazy enough. She should talk to Nikki Cross, who is very good at acting crazy. People think Nikki's really crazy, but she's not. She's just acting crazy because that's what they're telling her to do. But uh, EO... It's not something she's done before. So people have to remember that. I think she's doing a pretty good job considering that. Now, Mia gets the jump on EO at the start, but EO turns it around. Um, if I have a quibble about this match, it's probably that Mia gets way too much offense, okay? So I expected EO to win, but I would like her to be more dominant. And it's a competitive match. You know, Mia is a good wrestler, but I don't think she's as good as she was before her foot injury. Okay? This is why I kind of questioned the WWE even signing her to NXT, because um, she, she isn't who she used to be. <laughs> I mean, I saw her years ago, and she ain't the same. Okay? So anyway, I've talked about uh, this whole, this regarding Asuka, too. Both of them are very generous in selling offense, but... As a heel, maybe EO needs to sell less and be more vicious, okay? Uh, she can do her signature moves because she still does the 619 springboard dropkick, the moonsault, of course, but she needs to add some nastiness. And I, I think it's, it's just because she hasn't done it that much and she's just getting used to it, and uh, she'll pick it up. You know, I mean, she was a babyface for years. Sometimes it's hard. I just don't think she's quite where she needs to be as a heel. She's getting there, 
and the ring entrance is a good start, but I think in the ring, she needs to be nastier, okay? So uh, when Eo kicks out of Mia's code blue, that's pretty much the beginning of the end because Eo uh, uh, hits her with a, a kick to the head, side of the head, and then she hits the moonsault, which, by the way, the broadcast missed it, okay? They had to do it on replay because they screwed it up, all right? And EO wins with the moonsault. Now, the other thing, uh, what they did on this show is in the uh, opening match, which was a championship match with uh, uh, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, there were no commercial breaks. So during this match, which was around 10 minutes long or thereabouts, uh, maybe a little longer than that, there were two commercial breaks. So when they aired it live, they air it with a split screen, and you don't, you're not going to see it on the video, and it's not in any uh, replays either. So when I was watching the replay last night, I wanted to make sure, the reason I watched the replay, because I'd already seen the match, I also wanted to watch the uh, uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, Candice LeRae match, but I wanted to make sure that they were not running the complete show. In other words, it was missing the commercial breaks with the split screen, and it was. So the video that you see here from YouTube, that's missing the commercial breaks. Okay, so what happens is on Raw and SmackDown is they have it timed out. This is why you see a lot of rest holds on Raw and SmackDown because they do those during commercial breaks. All right? So they haven't figured that out at NXT yet. They will. So is EO getting a title shot? Well... She should, but they may want to further frustrate the character, so I don't know. Uh, Tegan Knox looks like it might be a possible challenger for her. But we'll see what they do with her. We'll see what they do with her. You know, listen, Finn Balor came back to NXT, so who knows, maybe Asuka's going to do that too. I have no idea. Uh, but uh, now, of course, um, this aired at the same time as AEW, and I'm sure you've heard AEW won the ratings war. Well, at least for one night, anyway. Uh, AEW Dynamite is airing in Canada on TSN. And uh, I did watch it. And, I mean, to me, it reminded me, the whole presentation reminded me of WCW. I'm not sure if that's in a good way or a bad way. You know, there's a little uh, overbooking at the end with, the, with, with that final match. It's like, is that what we're going to see every week? You know, so... Eh, um, I, there was a women's match on the show with Riho winning over uh, Nyla Rose for the uh, AEW Women's Championship. Uh, I don't think Rio is staying with AEW, as she's already said. She's not. She already said. And I mean, maybe they'll change her mind. I think they're trying. I think Kenny Omega is trying to change her mind, but I'm not sure how successful he will be. Um, I don't like Nyla Rose very much. I don't really care if she's transgendered. It doesn't, it's pro wrestling. Who cares? But she's very inexperienced, and it shows a lot of times. And I just think it's the wrong person to make you know, your first champ one way or another. And I think really what they should have done uh, is have a match between Britt Baker and um, B. Priestley for the... Um, for the title. They're feuding with them anyway. And I mean, I guess they're just trying to talk Riho into to signing a contract. And I don't know how successful they're going to be with that. 
All right. And now, the one major thing I did not like about the show was the announcing. I, I know people love Jim Ross. I know they love him. They revere him. He's like God. But you know what? He's too damn old to be broadcasting for a major wrestling company. He just, he doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. Okay? It just, I don't mind Shivani. I never cared for him, but I don't mind him. The other guy, um, I've forgotten his name. doesn't matter. I don't remember. He's, a, he's the guy with the mask, which is also stupid. He sounds okay, but he seems to be reading off notes. Okay? At least that's the impression I get. So I, I'm not happy with the, the broadcast end. Uh, they don't know. When, uh, they should not be announcing a Joshi wrestler's match. They don't know anything about it. You know, bring somebody in who knows something. Okay? Anyway, so uh, again, don't forget to check out that video. Now, we've got a couple of uh, MMA shows this weekend. Uh, the first one is tonight. It is Invicta FC 37. And this will be on UFC Fight Pass tonight at 8 p.m. Unfortunately, the main event of this show got canceled, okay? It was supposed to be um, Jin Yu Fry versus, um, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Hold on. Ashley Cummins. I <laughs> couldn't remember her name for a moment. For the um, um, Atomweight Championship and Jin Yu Fry. Uh, got injured. So what they're going to do is they're going to reschedule the match in a couple of months from what I understand. So that means that the main event is now a flyweight bout. Pearl Gonzalez, oh God, versus Brogan Walker Sanchez. Pearl Gonzalez is a terrible fighter. This is my major beef with Invicta. You do not, they do, should not sign every ex-UFC fighter. Some of them should just go to podunk, like Pearl, okay? She's an awful fighter. Her last fight was a loss for the um, uh, flyweight championship, okay? I mean, somebody asked me last night, uh, don't you think Pearl has... Uh, is uh, has uh, underachieved and I said listen haven't we discussed sex appeal in women's MMA lately because that's really what her the attraction is of her she's got sex appeal other than that I mean she was awful in the UFC she hasn't been any better than Invicta her opponent here Brogan Walker Sanchez is kind of unproven I, I mean I think at this point she's won a couple of fights I mean she's undefeated but uh, she, her fights tend to be close. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she wins, but uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if she loses. Okay, so uh, okay, so here's the other fights that are on the card. First of all, what they're calling the co-main event is Maria Agapova versus Marilia Santos. These were both losers from Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Okay, so... You know, you guys are picking up scraps for God's sakes. Anyways, that'll be at flyweight. Another flyweight bout will be Kay Hansen versus Nicole Caleri. 
Uh, I believe this was added to the show recently. Kay Hansen is a 20-year-old fighter who, she's four and three. She just fought last month, at last month's Invicta show. And I think she fights too much. And I think somebody in her management needs to tell her slow, to slow down to be sure she burns herself out, okay? Because there is the risk of that but she needs to not fight as much. Nicole Caleri is a newcomer to Invicta. She's 4-1 from Curitiba, Brazil. She hasn't fought in two years, so you got me. Okay, and then uh, on the other ones, uh, at uh, Atomweight, you have uh, Shino Van Hoos versus Lindsay Van Zant. Shino uh, was born in Japan. She actually started her MMA career. She now lives in uh, Boise, Idaho, uh, but uh, she's coming back from... Um, reconstructive knee surgery, so uh, we'll have to see what she's like. Lindsay Van Zandt has fought at atomweight and strawweight. Um, she uh, beat Rena in, in, in Bellator. She had a couple of fights in Bellator, but they don't really have an, a, a strawweight division there, and so she's come back to Invicta, and she lost her last fight. So, eh. And the other two boats have Invicta newcomers. Um, we have this uh, fight, Linda Mahalik versus Marissa Messer uh, Belencia. They're both Invicta newcomers, but um, uh, uh, Marissa is 3 0. She seems like a younger fighter. She's from Connecticut. Uh, Linda is 37 years old and she's 1 0. Okay. I mean, come on, man. That, we call that promotional malpractice. <laughs> All right, um, at uh, Bantamweight, we have Megan Colley versus Hope Chase. Both lost their Invicta debuts. And the other uh, fight has uh, Invicta newcomers, Jordan Kaz and Claire Guthrie. Uh, Jordan Kaz is supposed to have some potentials. He has a 7-1 amateur record. So we'll see. We'll be watching that tonight. Now, also on tonight is... Um, the uh, SmackDown debut on Fox. So what I'm uh, going to do probably is um, I'm probably going to uh, 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 record that and watch it tomorrow morning because I need to watch that. But you know they're on at the same time, so I, I uh, so can't you switch channels? Not really because uh, um, the Invicta show is on UFC Fight Pass, which of course it's not on regular TV. That's on Roku. So I can't switch back and forth, you know, with any ease. So I have to do it that way. All right. Uh, UFC 243 is tomorrow at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. Now, the big women's fight on this show was supposed to be Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. That was going to be on the main card. And unfortunately, Holly uh, had to drop out due to a torn hamstring. Uh, she said that she will not require surgery, so it looks like they're going to reschedule that fight uh, for the new year. But there are still two women's fights on the show. Both are on the prelims. Uh, the first one is uh, at uh, featherweight. It is Megan Anderson versus Zara Faim Dos Santos. Uh, of course, we're all familiar with Megan. She's from Australia. She now trains with James Krause in Missouri. Uh, she's eight and four. She's one and two in the UFC. Uh, she, her one win was a fluke and her losses, she's not looked good. 
she's been saying this week that she's been uh, uh, having, um, you know, uh, anxiety problems and that sort of thing. And she almost dropped out of her last fight because of anxiety problems. So I guess she's been seeing a, a shrink or something like that. Um, she's a mediocre fighter, really. The thing that, that helps her is the fact that uh, featherweight is a very weak division. Um, there are fanboys who are just enamored with her. It's unbelievable. She's very tall, okay? She's an attractive girl. There's no question about it. But she's not that good a fighter. She, I mean, I don't know. Um, Zara is a, an unproven fighter. She is from France. Her record is 6-2. and two. Now, she was supposed to fight in Invicta last year, but she had visa problems. So uh, this maybe kind of gets away from that, and she doesn't have to get a visa to go to Australia. So I haven't seen her before. I don't know if she's good, bad, or indifferent. Okay? Now, the other fight is at flyweight. It is Nadia Kassem versus Ji Yeon Kim. Uh, Nadia is from Australia, and I think this is the... She's one and one in the UFC, and uh, I think this is the second time she's been in an Australian show. Like I said, they need Australian fighters for Australian shows. Um, I didn't like her in either of her fights. I didn't, even when she won, I didn't think she looked good. Okay, so I just didn't like her very much. And uh, her uh, opponent here, Jion Kim, is from Korea. And she's pretty much a points fighter. I mean, I think she's like 2-1 and one in the UFC. And uh, one of those fights was won by split decision. So she hasn't looked that great. And that one will be on the fight pass prelims. And the first fight will be on the regular prelims. Okay. Now, I've also been asked to comment on a couple of recent Bellator announcements. Uh, last week, Bellator announced that um, uh, Julia Budd will defend uh, the, her, the Bellator Featherweight Championship against Chris, against Chris Cyborg. And I expect Cyborg to win, of course. Uh, again, I don't know if it'll be a competitive fight or not. I just don't think Julia is that good a fighter. I, I think, you know, she has benefited... From, Invicta, from from the fact that really there aren't a lot of good featherweights out there. You can count them on the fingers of one hand. And so you've got three companies, and there's just not enough fighters for, for them. And, you know, Chris, you know, she, she wants to be the queen. So she's going to be the queen over there. Okay? And that's fine. That's what she wants. All right? The other announcement was uh, Ileana uh, uh, McFarlane. Uh, will uh, defend her title against Kate, Brit, British fighter Kate Jackson in, in an upcoming uh, show. I don't remember the date, but it's in Hawaii. That's why they're doing it, because Ileana is a Hawaiian, okay? And uh, the, the general feeling, okay, is that the number one contender for that title should be the undefeated Juliana Velasquez, okay? And I don't disagree with that. So, you know, oh, why, didn't they, why did they book this instead? Because they're not going to book a competitive fight for her in, in, uh, in Hawaii, okay? They want her to win in Hawaii. If they book it somewhere else, they can book, it, they can book Juliana, okay? Yes, I know they shouldn't do that, but this is Scott Coker and Rich Chow we're talking about. You know, they do shit like that. 
It's not new. <laughs> okay? So, it doesn't surprise me, okay? When I saw who they booked, I mean, I know who Kate Jackson is. I've seen her before. She's not that good. But, I mean, this is Bellator. This is, and we're not even talking about Bellator here because this is the same kind of matchmaking they used to do in Strikeforce, okay? They take into consideration where the match is located and stuff like that, and they want a big pop in Hawaii. And if you set up Ileana to lose in the main event, you're not going to get that. All right? Now, something will go wrong. Who knows, right? But it's doubtful. It's doubtful. So let's not get excited, okay? All right. Anyway, there's no new fight announcements. And it really what it is, it's like I told you guys last week. Um, the UFC is probably going to announce their first quarter 2019 schedule, maybe even tonight, okay? And once they do that, we'll start to see some fight announcements for 2019 shows because uh, uh, they're pretty much booked up for the rest of the year, okay? Anyway, uh, I'll be back on Sunday uh, with the uh, fights for the, from the UFC show, and I don't know what's going to be on SmackDown tonight. Anything's possible in this world. Anyways, uh, if you have any question, uh, don't, oh, don't forget to check out my blog for that uh, video that I put up, frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments for the blog or the podcast, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you Sunday.